Pharisee, I preach the gospel I follow the apostles, you follow Pentecostals You're not reformed, so that's a risk I believe the five points like an asterisk I repent, but you're in sin still I spit rhymes and Fernando does a windmill Here we go and welcome to another episode of SolarCast It's your boy Pastor Chris Hernandez and I'm with my man Jimmy De Los Santos How you doing, How you doing Pastor Chris? And Pastor Henry Knox <laughs> What's going on, what's going on people of the internet? What's going on Pastor Chris? What's going on brother, you okay Jimmy? I'm okay, I got a little, I don't know, frog in my throat or something <laughs> just happened right right, right when I'm trying to, you know, say what's, what's happening Pastor Chris I'm I okay now subject got you choked up already man uh, man you know, we're gonna know, be, yeah <laughs> i think I, I think so i think you got me choked up a little bit brother so uh are you already swinging there are we gonna talk about us or what now we the can band? talk about us or we can talk about what's what's pastor henry doing <laughs> sounding like he's a you know special guest from australia or something you know special guest. <laughs> yeah. no man I, I i was uh we were we were we were, we were supposed to record the show on saturday you know like we typically would do but i totally forgot i gotta go out of town saturday morning and um, so I, I, I thought I had everything together, man. I was like, well, I'm a, we're, you know, we got to record the show at five. I'm going to leave work early. I'm going to get the kids and everything. And I forgot the kids don't get off the bus until like 3.30 or so or whatever. So I hurry up and came over here. But I'm in Oak Cliff. So like there's no way I'm going to drive from where I am now and go all the way home and make it, and make it at five. So I just said, forget it. I'll just stay in the car and, and just record. But yeah, it's not the best sound quality. You know? uh, it's all good. You know, no matter where you move to, you know, what, what nice neighborhood, it doesn't matter the nice neighborhood or the nice, uh, you know, suburb. You always go, got to go back to the hood and get your hair cut. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't, you know, you know, you know, you know, because, you know, the brothers out there who are of the uh, European descent, you know, they don't get the line quite right. You know, what I'm oh, saying? my goodness. That's the way you're going. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I, I, that's so funny that you bring that up because way back when I did have hair, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I was this breaking news here, bro. Break, breaking news. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. I don't have any hair. So there's no reason for me to go back to Oak Cliff ever. <laughs> right. So, but the thing is, you know, um, there was a time uh, way back when, when I was on the bus and the train, didn't have a car. And uh, I was looking for a place to get a haircut because I had hair at the time. And, and you know, I, I, I got off the bus and I saw this place. Uh, the windows were all tinted out. It, it said it was a barbershop. And I thought, let me go get my haircut there. And when I walked in, there was not a single person of European or Latino descent in the place. It was full. <laughs> it was full. And I, I, I sat down and I thought, okay, this is going to be a different uh, experience. They did kind of look at me funny. And so after a few minutes, I was just like, maybe this is not the greatest of ideas. And so I, <laughs> I, 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 I walked out. I just, to this day, I still think about that, that incident uh, and what it would have been like, but uh, I don't think they were, it, they didn't throw out the welcome mat and say, you know, we, we definitely want to cut Latino hair. <laughs> or I, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just me. But uh, you know, the days of me having to worry about the haircut. Yeah. Pretty much it, those pretty are long much gone. It. Long yeah, gone. Yeah. yeah, long gone. I do it myself <laughs> what's your, now. Hey, what's your what's your favorite movie barbershop scene, man? Oh, wow. That's that's a good uh, that's a good question. Um they would have to come from uh, coming to America. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Those are definitely I mean, uh Eddie Murphy doing every character is kind of funny, you know, just, oh, just every character yeah. in the barbershop. You ain't never met Dr. Martin Luther King. You lying. <laughs> <man. Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> didn't he didn't he do something else about uh he, he he'll never be Muhammad Ali to me. He's yeah. always yeah. 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 His, yeah. his mama Clay. call him Clay. I'm gonna call him every Clay. time we bring up Muhammad Ali, you gotta say Rocket Mashano. Yeah, Rocket Mashano. Rocky Mashano. Rocky Mashano. White man gotta yeah. bring up Rocket Mashano. <laughs> <laughs> so barbershops are, are really good for something, man. That 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 really is they and have been, changed. I've them. been cutting my own hair since I was uh, 13 years old. I, oh I, really? I, yeah, I hadn't had a need for barbershops. I mean, I I go every once in a while. Once in a blue moon, you know, but yeah, bro, I how, hair, how, how do you get the back fade, bro? Like just get a mirror and put it up against the, the big mirror and just do the best you can. I mean, you guys, crazy, you, you guys can probably tell I, I've been doing my own hair. Well, I didn't want <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't want, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. At least, uh, you know, you get your, uh, your wife to help you out with the back. Does she, does Christina never want to help you out with the Nah, she, nah, she don't. She don't need to, man. I, I've been, I, I, like I said, I've been doing it for years, and I got to do it every week, man. So me going to a barbershop every week that'd be pretty expensive. What do you What do you get yours, Henry? Every what? Every few weeks, man. Why do you think I go to Oak Cliff, man? <laughs> like what are you talking about like <laughs> now nah, man i i actually been ha- i i've actually had the same barber since my sophomore year in high school bro when wow. i was going to uh sock yeah so i i got the same barber ever since my sophomore year in high school uh, there was a couple years where uh where uh a, a friend of my roommate he would cut he, he would cut our hair when we lived in uh in addison but i just take my boys because i like to have my boys around the atmosphere of like men and it's a clean barbershop you know no no vulgarity nothing like that or whatever but I like to have them around the atmosphere of showing how men can have discussions and debates and be cordial, shake hands or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, just have them in in that environment. That's that's really the reason why I really do it. It's just kind of just, you know, I mean, we have developed a friendship, but I probably get my hair cut same same as you probably like every week and a half or so, you know, whenever I can make it. Now, here's nice. the question. Do, do, do you allow a female or is it just male? All male. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just male, bro. <laughs> okay. All is right. there anything wrong with a, with a, with a female <laughs> cutting your hair? Well, in the new progressive nature of, uh, of, of 2022, I would say, you know, I am all for equality in the area yeah. of, what do you call it? Cosmetology. But, but she just won't be touch, touching my i think i think there's a big difference i you know even even though they say there's all this kind of equality and you know all the feminism is happening i have yet to go into a barber shop and see a woman barber right i mean when was the last time you went to a barber shop and saw a woman barber right so beauty salons where all the money is bro Oh man, I, there's no beauty. I, why, why would I go to a place that has beauty in the title? And I just got to catch that transition, though. No, I did catch the oh, transition. It's okay. a little. It, it was a little. It was a little. It was a little uh, rough. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a little rough. I would have said something more uh, along the lines to you, Chris. I mean, when you, you know, when I was asking you about it, Christina cutting your hair, how would Christina feel about some woman cutting your hair? Ah, there you go. That that's a, that's a better <laughs> angle. Yeah, it's a better angle. <laughs> yeah, would she would she be okay with that? Right? You know, it, and, and as long as she knew about it, right? You as know, long as she knew about it, as long as it was okay, you know, with yeah. her, I, I, does that make it okay? <laughs> or, or is there something, you know? Yeah. You know. It's kind of tough, man, because this, this is it's 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 fun, but it's also a serious subject that we got to transition <laughs> into now, right? So, right, yeah. let's go ahead, let's go ahead and do it. 
we don't need to make light. So let's let's uh, go ahead and talk about this in, in a serious, because it is serious. It's a serious subject and it kind of blew up the internet this week. And I think most of our listeners are, are going to know about the story. So we want to talk about it. We actually had another topic we wanted to discuss, but we kind of shifted at the last minute because this is a big deal. And it kind of hits home a little bit because, uh, you know, Jimmy used to used to go to the village church and, and we're talking about, uh, you know, the uh, news that broke about Matt Chandler having to step down for a time for disciplinary and I believe uh, developmental is what they called it action as a pastor because you know he it, it was brought to his attention that uh he was acting inappropriately online uh with some instant messages or dms or whatever you want to call it jimmy i think you have the the uh new story up there do you want to go ahead and maybe even read some of it sure i'll read some of this from uh, the, Chris, the christian post it says matt chandler lead pastor of teaching at the village lead pastor of teaching at the village church in flower mount texas assured his congregation sunday that he planned on being their lead pastor for the next 20 years, but had accepted a decision by his elder board to immediately take a leave of absence due to his use of inappropriate language in Instagram messages to a woman who is not his wife. And I think, you know, just with that first paragraph, we can, we can, you know, start the conversation and start to say this, that there's more to it. We'll get into more of it, but I think, uh, you know, one of the things I did is to go watch the, the clip of him confessing to his congregation uh, this inappropriate use of uh, DMs in Instagram. And one of the things that caught my attention is that he was confronted by a woman um, a few months back uh, right there in the church, uh, maybe outside the the sanctuary, uh, who said she was concerned with the, with the messages that he was sending to her friend. Um, and with that, he went to his elders and said, hey, this is uh, what's been going on. He immediately went to the elders and he immediately went home and told his wife what, what had been told to him. And then uh, from that, they did an investigation to find out, you know, what what was it that he had said? So they read through all the DMs. They read through the stuff that was online and they came to the conclusion that it would be better for him to step away uh, for a leave of absence for a time. Um, I will, I will tell you this from what you said a minute ago and not, we don't want to make light of this. I, I did find it hard to watch Matt Chandler confess this. Um, you know, I did go to the village for a time. I did see Matt Chandler as this, um, as, as my teaching pastor, I did see him, uh, every week in and week out teaching us. Um, and I think I grew a lot from his teachings. Uh, I thought he was a great teacher. I still think, uh, although I disagree with some of the things that he said uh, as of late when it comes to the area of, you know, prophetic utterances and things like that, or, or, you know, but other than that, I thought he was a great pastor um, and has been. When I saw what, you know, what he went through to confess to his, to his congregation, I felt that like that was hard, um, difficult. It was very emotional. And it also, it also, you know, brought me a little to, to, to emotion, an, an emotional state. It's hard to see a pastor of that caliber confess to something that, you know, while he says he didn't think he did anything wrong, his elders, you know, said it, let's caution, let's caution that. Let's take a look because there's something here that doesn't seem quite right. And we can start there. I think pastor Chris. 
Yeah, no, and, and just to be clear, uh, let me just read this part of the article. In this case, while the messages were not romantic or sexual in nature, the frequency and familiarity of the messages crossed the line. They revealed that Matt did not use language appropriate for a pastor, and he did not model a behavior that we expect from him. This is, I believe, a statement from one of his elders, fellow elders. But I, I wanted to read that just to state up front that from all we know, it was nothing romantic or sexual in nature, which uh, I think we all would agree would probably be disqualifying right uh, as a pastor so this was nothing that that required him to be disqualified for from a pastor but at best uh, it was unwise at worst it was sinful uh, and it was serious enough for his elders to uh to agree that he needs to step down for for a time so that's kind of what we wanted to talk about and just you know just give our thoughts on you know the the responsibility that, that we have as as leaders as as, as pastors and even as men in general and talk through some of these things, because I think we're living in a world now, guys, uh, you know, this is that where everything's done online. I mean, uh, you know, I was just having a conversation with someone earlier and we're talking about how, you know, even just our, our social engagement has changed so much. You know, people don't have friends that they, they, they go to and talk to uh, a lot anymore because I think social media has changed that. Now our whole world is lived online. So now we're, we come into this area where like, how, what are the boundaries? What boundaries should we have in engaging with people online? So I think that's what we, we wanted to, uh, how we wanted to kind of take this episode. Pastor Henry, just from, from what you're, you're seeing, what, what have you seen and what, what are you thinking when you hear when you heard the story yeah i mean you know i mean when i heard the story i mean you know because i mean there's, there's there's two sides of this right so there's the hyperbole of people who are kind of jumping off and running off you know the feminist narrative things that we've heard over and over again you know after the SBC conference and everything else or whatever then there's the other side of it where it's it's real legitimate people who care who understand church membership who understand the benefit of of of, a, of having a plurality of elders um, are just wise men in the church that can surround other men and keep us protected, really, honestly, from things that we don't even see as pastors, as men of God, right? So, um, you know, so I mean, so I see both sides of it. You know, of course, the first side, I don't even pay attention to it because it's, you know, because they run off of every single narrative they can. Obviously, because it's Matt Chandler, they're going to use the big name of it to you know, get the clicks and, you know, push their narrative or whatever. <clears throat> but I think from a, from a church, from a Christ center perspective, I, I, I think that is definitely a blessing, um, you know, to have a plurality of elders or just wise men around you that can say, Hey, this is, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, kind of what Paul says in scripture, he says, all things are lawful for me, but not everything is expedient. Right. So, so not everything is okay to do just because I'm able to do it. Right. Um, you know, especially, you know, you talk about, you know, from a married man's perspective, I mean, I, you know, I'm just, this may be controversial or whatever, but I mean, man, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Like, I don't see a benefit in a purely platonic relationship with a female if I'm married, um, you know, in terms of having a female friendship. Like, I don't see sort of the benefit of what that would be because the scriptures, you know, kind of allude to this a little bit where it says the age men should be teaching the young men and the age women should be teaching the young women. Right. Um, I just don't see, you know, sort of the apparent benefit. I mean, you know, there are many sisters in the church that I love, you know, they can give me their perspective. I, I talk to them. We have a great time. You know, we laugh, we joke, we have, uh, uh, you know, conversations, but it's never sort of, 
um, off to the side or alone or in DMs or social media, like private messaging. And like, it's never like that. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if, if somebody privately asked me for prayer, yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep that confidential, even if it's a female, of course, but nothing sort of, sort of beyond that, that I'm going to be having full on conversations about. I just don't see the, see, see the benefit. And, and honestly, I, I, I see that there's, I mean, just, just in my personal perspective, there is more danger to me from my professional career, my vocation, uh, to my own personal walk with Christ, then there would be any benefit in, in terms of any platonic relationship that I could have with the, with the female who is not my wife. Yeah, let me, let me go ahead and throw this question out there. I think we did an episode a while back on the Billy Graham rule, and we talked about, you know, the Billy Graham rule was, you know, his rule was he didn't want to, or he, he put boundaries where he was never going to be alone with a, with a woman that wasn't his wife in any setting. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of people out there, the, the woke crowd, especially, they, they, they have a problem with that. Uh, they say that's uh, sexualizing women, demeaning to women. Um, you know, women can't get ahead if, if that rule is in place and so forth. I think even Mike Pence, has, Mike Pence had a, a kind of a, the same type of uh, boundaries. They called yeah. it the Mike Pence rule. And, and then he was getting a lot of criticism from the same crowd. Uh, so what do you guys think about, you know, uh, messaging? I mean, is, is that wise? Is it wise for a man? to be uh, messaging, even if it's just friendly, even if it, I'm, I'm, we're not talking about sexual nature, right? it's just, I mean, what if it's just memes back and forth? Is it wise for a man to be uh, messaging a woman in any way that's, that's not his wife? Not married the memes. Or, <laughs> <laughs> married, or, married or single? Let's well, well, let's do both. Let's do both. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, well, I think it depends also if a single man is in a position of leadership or authority, maybe even in the church, right? Uh, if he is, then yeah, you got to be careful with that because everything is going to be scrutinized too for yeah. something like that. You can't, you can't just slip into somebody's DMs and expect that it's not going to affect your leadership, right? And um, then it, for married men, I think it's it's a you know it's that is very much a slippery slope, right? We did the we did the Billy Graham rule white back a while back, but I think that one of the things with that, um, and they also call that the the Mike Pence rule. I know we talked about that as well. Billy Graham, Mike Pence, they had the same rule, and all these all these people were like, you know, what uh, are you expecting that you're going to go to lunch and all of a sudden there's a tour de fair going to happen or something like that? You you really have low expectations of women or what you can't. Um, you can't uh, control yourself or something like that. And those are the questions that you get from the other side. I would say this, it's wisdom, right? You go to Proverbs and check out wisdom and it talks about, hey, don't go out there in the middle of the street, in the middle of the night near her house, right? There, there's there's Proverbs that talk about, uh, you know, uh, that, that adulterous woman. Uh, and it, it's not saying, you know, hey, this specific woman is this. What it's saying is that be cautious about what you do and how you go out about, about your business because there's temptation lurking out there. And whether you know it or not, you, you subject yourself to the possibility that this turns into something more than you expected it to be. And I, I, would, I would expect that a, 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 a person in the position of Matt Chandler, as high profile as he is, um, the DMs were not going to be helpful, right? It wasn't going to be something that was going to end in something fruitful or you know, if 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 um, if the woman was looking for counsel through Matt Chandler, it, it might have been wise for him to turn to someone, uh, maybe a female, uh, that could help this woman with the counseling that she needed or whatever it was. But uh, I honestly think that it was probably not a wise idea for Matt Chandler uh, to start this DM relationship 
if it's a, like I said, if it's a single man who is not in a position of authority, maybe in the church, just a, a single Christian guy out there, and maybe he's looking for uh, a wife, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, then I, then I think the, the, there might be a different story, right? Um, that's a little bit different, but I think that's, that's as good of an answer, I think, as I can give right now. I do believe that, uh, that the position of being married and the position of being unmarried it doesn't change the general wisdom or rather the practical biblical wisdom, but it does change the dynamics. Right. So again, it, it just, it, man, it's just weird, man. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like if, if I have a wife, right. And this is person, this is the person who I have covenant relationship with. I'm confiding in, I should be uh, every day or whatever the case may be or whatever. Like, why am I doing that with another woman who is not my wife? Right. And then, you know, I, I do it for two reasons, right? You know, you know, you know, being in leadership in the church and, and just sort of, you know, trying to guard my heart as a Christian. So, you know, not, uh, again, not to demonize women like they're whatever, but there is a, a dynamic between men and women that in a familial setting, like things can happen. Somebody can say something, it can be a joke. Uh, you know, some type of infatuation can be developed because of whatever reason. Um, and then, you know, you get into this point to where now it's like, how do, how do we get here where we're having this sort of illicit relationship? And it all started with, you know, whatever it started with. Right now, secondarily, I understand just like Paul did. Right. Uh, Paul, Paul, Paul said, you know, follow after me as I follow after Christ. Right. So with that principle in my mind, I understand that there are certain people in the church. It, it could be my sons. It could be older men, younger men. They are looking at me because I'm in a position of leadership, right? And how does it look? And this goes back to scripture where it, where it sort of asked us to shun the very appearance of evil, right? So even though I'm not even committing anything evil, we're, we're, we're joking about, I don't know how terrible the latest She-Hulk uh, show is or whatever the case may be, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, we're joking about that or whatever, but people's mind, including Christians, people's minds may go to a different place, a dark place, a unhealthy place. And then rumors get started. Unfortunately, um, you know, things of that nature happens. And so now your reputation is tarnished. Even if nothing happened, now you have the appearance of evil and then it could get back to your wife or your wife may know about it. Now she looked at, she's looked at differently. And it's just a whole snowball effect that could potentially happen um, for, for various reasons that are outside of your control. So my thing is that why not control it in the beginning with what's in your control and what's in your control is to decide what relationships you have, you know, interactions with and how you have those interactions. Like just me personally, I don't DM women, you know, on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. If I uh, talk to, to a lady in the church or whatever, if it's not a private matter, like, you know, somebody's per- dad died or mom died or whatever. Like, if it's not a private matter, I will definitely tag my wife. I'll even tag a couple of sisters and say, hey, ladies, can you guys do this when the event comes up or whatever? Just so there's nothing, like, just so everything's out in the open. And so I, I just think that it's a wise and general wisdom because again, people can develop things in their mind. Your reputation can be tarnished and that can cause others to stumble. Here's the third thing. 
others could stumble because they may feel like, well, if Pastor Chris does it, if Brother Jimmy does it, you know, surely he's a Christian. I can do it, too. Yeah, but we may not. We may be on two different walking levels. You know, you, you may be stronger in the faith in this area. I may be weaker in the faith. You may be weaker in the faith in this area and you don't know it yet because you're a novice and you're a young Christian and you're trying to act like I act. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in a, in, in a, in a, in a unwise or either illicit relationship. And now I've just caused my brother or sister to stumble, you know? So that's, that's what I, I, I would say. Yeah. Now let me attach a verse to that last thing you're saying, Pastor Henry, first Timothy four sixteen. 16, uh, watch your life and doctrine closely preserving them because if you do you will save both yourself and your hearers amen so, you know paul's telling timothy you know not only to watch your doctrine which we're all for on this show but also your life is just as important as your doctrine and i think sometimes we we, we uh, separate those uh two but you need to watch your life just as closely as your doctrine to preserve yourself not only yourself to save also those who who listen to you those who follow you because they're looking at at your pattern the way you live they're looking at your life it's, an, it's supposed to be an open book it is supposed to be an example just as Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. This is what we do as leaders. We, we lead people not only through, through the word of God, but also the way we live, the way we treat our family, our wives and our children and so forth. And if you're not watching that and if you stumble in any way, then that is going, not only going to have an effect on you, but it's also going to have an effect on those you lead. So this is why this is ve- it's very important for us who are in a position of leadership. And I like how, Jimmy, how you threw in, you know, if you're single and in a position of leadership, this applies to you as well. And I, I, I believe you're correct there. Once you're in a position of leadership, even though you're not married, you may be single, you need to, you need to take heed this verse as well. Watch your life and doctrine closely. And if there uh, comes a time where, you know, a DM and a woman that is not your wife or that is even married uh, and so forth, if that looks unwise or that, that can cause, you know, people to talk or any type of speculation, you just need to flee from that. You don't even need to be close to that. Again, you need to uh, flee uh, and shun the appearance of evil there. Uh, you know, one thing that was that was funny is, is that, not funny, maybe that's the wrong word to use, but one thing that I did see is that, uh, man, the, the woke really like to, to eat their own, don't they? Pastor Matt Chandler, some people say he's woke, some people say he's, he's not. I think we even played a clip one time. We did a whole episode of, of some of his words where we showed he was, he was kind of using some woke language and so forth. But, man, after this happened, the woke crowd on Twitter was tearing him up because of the whole power dynamic thing, uh, you know. And then they were tearing up the people that were kind of saying, well, this is why you shouldn't be alone uh, with a woman. They were saying, well, you can't say that either. So kind of like what you were saying earlier, Pastor Henry, you know, they, they, they don't know what to think. They don't know which way, to, which path to to take here. Exactly. What exactly. To here. Uh, but, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that, you know, I saw some people again, the same, same crowd, just saying things like, you know, there's nothing wrong with having coffee with a woman uh, that's not your wife and this and that. Uh, let, let me just say this. Don't have coffee with someone that's not your wife. <laughs> just don't. That's just foolish. If you're if you're a married man, and this goes to women too, because we have women listeners. If you're a married man or you're a married woman, woman, don't put yourself in situations not only where where people can talk, but we're also you know you give room to the enemy. Because listen, this this is our our enemy here. It's, we're not saying that that woman or that man that you're with is the enemy, that they're some type of sexual predator or they're you know a harlot or whatever. No, that's not the enemy. The enemy is the devil. The enemy is the one who is going to plant things in our mind and lead us and tempt us uh, in every way. Let me just uh, throw out an, another text. This from Ephesians 6, 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. That word that he uses there, schemes, that's just not a throwaway word there. This word is being used because in the Bible, the devil is, is referred to as someone who's crafty. He 
schemes. He knows that ways to attack both men and women. I mean, we saw this in the garden. He's, he was yeah. very crafty. He was a crafty serpent. So we need to know that the reason we, we, we set these boundaries is not, not because we don't trust a woman or we don't trust a man and we're trying to sexualize the whole thing. No, it's because we don't trust the enemy. We don't trust the devil. So it's it's good for us to be wise in these situations, especially if you're a leader, because, I mean, this can this can ruin, uh, you know, your whole ministry. Pastor Chris, I wanted to um, kind of add to what you were saying a minute ago about, you know, the way that we walk and that we should walk circumspectly as Christians. Right. And, and looking at that, um, it's funny because we just started uh, in our men's study group. Um, it's called Men of Action in Ecclesia. We're, we're moving over to a book called Holiness by J.C. Ryle. So I just started it. And, uh, you know, when y'all started talking about that, it struck me that I had just read something about this in the introduction. Uh, listen to what J.C. Ryle says in the introduction to his, uh, to his book, Holiness. I have had a deep conviction for many years that practical holiness and entire self-consecration to God are not sufficiently attended to by modern Christians in this country. Politics or controversy or party spirit of, or worldliness have eaten out the heart of lively piety in too many of us. The subject of personal godliness has fallen sadly into the background. The standard of living has become painfully low in many quarters. The immense importance of adorning the doctrine of God our Savior, Titus 2.10, and making it lovely and beautiful by our daily habits and tempers has been far too much overlooked Worldly people sometimes complain with reason that religious persons, so-called, are not so amiable and unselfish in good natures as, as others who make no profession of religion. I just wanted to read that because I think that this is what you're seeing like in, in the world when it comes to uh the, the grace that we would want to show Matt Chandler, but the world is out there looking at at this and saying, see. That's the reason I'm not a Christian, right? Yeah. See, this is the reason that I don't step into the church. Um, and so uh, more fuel to the fire for, for some of these, but I think it, it, it means something. And I, I gotta say, I gotta say this when I even talk about this, cause I, I'm very convicted by Ryle's words, right? Because I, you know, I, I gotta look at myself and say, man, do I even measure up to that standard? I think that's a standard that we put on somebody like Matt Chandler, with without remembering or without just really clearly thinking he's a man like anybody else yeah right the wisdom that he should have shown was in uh what you just said hey guys don't have coffee with a woman that's not your wife <laughs> right and it, it it should flow into the same thing uh probably not a good idea to, to to dm somebody that that isn't your wife uh if it's a female uh probably not a good idea to even go into that space and um you know i think that you know, looking at, uh, you know, the high profile that he is, uh, one thought that, that, that gets me is that was the thought that this isn't going to hurt anybody. This isn't, uh, you know, going to be found out. It won't be something that affects anybody else. But all of a sudden, I'm confronted by a woman in the lobby of my church saying I'm concerned. Right. And so um, ultimately, that can be. That can be really jarring, uh, even to the evangelical world. I, again, I'm not, I'm, I don't really like the way he's being attacked, kind of, uh, from evangelicals and from the outside world. Uh, uh, you know, Matt Chandler's a man like anybody else, right? And like any other man out there, uh, you know, uh, he, is, he is subject to what the flesh desires, right? And can succumb just like anybody else, Um 
And so I would I would say that we got to show him some grace. Now I I think that it, at the at, at the controversy that you'll find in if you go down Twitter feeds and things like that is is all the questions that they say you know why was it this or why was it that in one of uh, one of the Twitter feeds that 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 I was or one of the twitters one of the tweets that I was reading you know that someone say this this started in February and it's already August right so it's been six months and we have slow walked this thing up until now um, and and what's going on see now that. I don't know about all that. I, I you know, who's to say? I, I, I'm not sure. But all in all, I, I, I would say it all starts with that first DM. Was it wise? Right. And, yeah, and exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 something that I, I would say. It, it, it all goes back to, you know, don't don't put yourself in a position to where it can get to this point to where you have a woman coming inside of a lobby asking you about a, a about this relationship no matter how harmless or whatever you thought it thought it was just don't put yourself in that position so i mean i don't know you know like and you know again i, I know certain people are going to dis- disagree with agree with us but again it's just to me in our day and age and the and and the the prevalence of social media and how it's permeating everything and how it's viewed, right? You know, we kind of joked around before the, before the show started, talked about sliding in people's DMs or whatever. Like, even if I slid in a sister's DM and I sent her, uh, I don't know, some, some Christian Today article, a post or whatever, like, it would still be looked at as sort of, a, sort, of a, sort of a taboo thing. So I think that you view, you know, the current landscape of what things in society are viewed a certain way. And you stay educated on the, on these things and being educated will lead you into godly wisdom. And um, I'm, I'm sorry, but the godly wise thing to do is don't send private messages. As Pastor Chris says, don't go to, go, don't go on a, go, go on a coffee, uh, uh, dinner or whatever with a woman who's not your wife or whatever. And I just think that a lot of issues that pop up wouldn't even uh, form because you're not putting yourself in that, in that particular position. Yeah. Let me ask a, a brief question. And you, you, we don't have to stay long on this because I, I do have one more question I want to ask before we close about this situation. But uh, female friendships in general or male friendships in general, if you're married, what, 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 do, what do we think of that? I mean, we're not, are we saying that you can't have any, any female Chris, friends? you're trying to get us in real trouble. <laughs> yeah. <man>. Like, God, <laughs> hey, I'm going to uh, go, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to double down on this, right? This is something I taught my my girls when they were in their teens. They argued with me in high school telling me, uh, daddy, we can have friends that are guys. And I know the male mind, right? I have one. I know how they work, right? And so I sat there and said, no, um, they're just waiting in the wings, right? And I, I, I would say that to a certain extent, uh, when you become a Christian, yeah, you may, you're, 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 you're going through a renewal of your mind and you're being transformed. Um, we pray if you, if you are in the Holy spirit, uh, I mean, if you're being led by the Holy spirit, reading your Bible, your, your mind is being transformed, but that thing still exists, right? Where the, the, the stigma attached to male, female friendships, it's not the same. Chris, I, I am a hundred percent positive that you couldn't go out and make, and strike up a friendship with a female um, and your wife be okay with it. I'm 100% positive that she wouldn't be okay with that. 
You're correct. Right. And and so I, I, I would say there's there's a, a danger involved in that. I think that um it'd be okay for you to have as many male friends as you have as you know support in the Christian community. You know, that's why we have men's group, that's why we have women's group. But but the minute a married man uh begins to have a female friendship outside of his 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 uh, his marriage, there are gonna be issues. Right. And uh, both you and Pastor Henry, uh, Sister Sister Nicole, Pastor Henry would not appreciate uh, a friendship that you have with a woman. And I think when it comes to a, a single man, you know, um, with a friendship, that to me still uh, it needs to be it needs to be tethered to something uh, a little bit more. Uh, I think what I would go back to is something that they they used to call courtship or. You know, if it's just social interactions along with a lot of other people, uh, because you got to be careful in those in those in those arenas um, when it comes to the uh, again walking circ- circumspectly, being holy, and also uh, you know personal godliness, looking seeking after God, and how it looks to others. Right? Uh, this is one of those things that people listening to us might say: Why does it matter what others think? And I would sit there and I'd say, the, the, the Bible tells us to shun even the appearance of evil. And so that's where you got to be careful. Do I, do I think it's possible for a mature a Christian man and woman to be friends? Yes, I do think it's possible for mature Christian men or women to be friends. I would just say it's not wise to maybe DM in the middle of the night. I don't know. <laughs> Something to that effect, you know, you got you got to be wise in how that friendship is 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 executed uh if you're a single man or woman. But if you're a married man, again, I would say there's there there's something there. I I guess we could kind of bleed into what if you have friends uh as a single man and then you get married. Well, I would say it's time to maybe tell all those friends that you had on that I'm getting married and this is the woman, right? So ultimately the vows, right? Forsaking all others. Yeah. Forsaking yeah. all others. Exactly. Right. That's, that's exactly. the thing. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, and again, I'm probably going to give myself stuff in trouble again, but I mean, <laughs> I, 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 okay. So this whole episode is trouble passing. Yeah. I know, I know. So, okay. So, so Jimmy was very nice in his, his uh, delivery. He was very godly. I, I don't know if, if the unsaved Henry is going to come out right now, but I, I'll just tell you, but okay. So, so I learned early, even in my youth and, and back in the day when I was, 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 was not married, that male-female relationships, friendships, quote-unquote, they were just unprofitable to me. Like, because, okay, let me, let me just paint a couple scenarios before everybody gets their, you know, collars, hot, hot and bottom <laughs> and everything. If, if we go out somewhere, let's say, for instance, you know, there's somewhere in Dallas, right? We, we go out to eat somewhere or whatever. Like, it's sort of implied or expected, even if I'm your friend, right? I'm supposed to hold the door for you. I'm supposed to open the restaurant door for you. I'm supposed to pay, right? It's sort of like it's not really, but it's kind of really, you know what I'm saying? Um, then... Let's 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 say, for instance, we leave this restaurant and then uh, we get mugged or jumped or whatever. Right. Like what is like what is my female friend really going to do? Like and then as a as a male friend, am I really going to let her get beat up? And I'm, am I going to run and save myself? No. You know what I'm saying? 
but it's but it's but it's quite a different dynamic if it's me and chris i don't mean chris are gonna fight together you know he can hold his own i can hold my own if me and chris go out to eat somewhere i you know it's it's i'm not gonna be opening the door for chris you know what i'm saying like 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 you know so you, you it, disappoint me brother <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know so it's it's definitely one-sided and jimmy gave some great advice to his uh, daughters and i'll go on the flip side because i have a daughter too but but she's 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 not as old as jimmy's girls but i also tell my sons as well well too is like you know you know don't get put inside the friend zone bro because you're never going to get out like <laughs> like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a dark place that men <laughs> go to die okay like just don't do it uh that's 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 a whole nother show but it okay, is a whole nother so, show <laughs> right exactly so but 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 um but if you ask a woman are those guys really your friends and there's been a couple social experiments that, that people have have actually done where they tell the girl to call the friend and they tell them, you know, hey, tell him something romantic or whatever. And then, the, and then the guy just flips because it's like Jimmy Jimmy says, like these guys are just kind of hovering and they're helicopter friends just waiting in the wing, waiting for for the opportunity. And it's really sad because it's like, you know, you're wasting your time. She's wasting hers and she's wasting yours. It's not profitable. That's what I mean by profitable in terms of like, I don't mean that, you know, that women are annoying or, or, or can't be uh, helpful in terms of advice and can't offer different things. No, of course they can. But it's lopsided because we are different. Um, and that's OK. God built us that way. But that's the reason why he has us um, with the same sex in order to learn from each other in that realm. And then we come come together. We have a good old time in church services and Bible studies and friendships and everything, but not like these these one-on-one friendships dm friendships and everything else and especially whenever you get married you know i, I think pastor chris on the head you know forsaking all others so hey i'm married now like you know all the females that i had in my in my phone that were quote-unquote friends i told them hey i'm hey i'm married now and then by osmosis they found themselves outside of my circles i mean it's just it is what it is now, I th- those are those are uh, wise words from both of you guys. I mean, if you're a married man, there should be no uh, greater female friend than your wife and vice versa. If you're a married female, no greater male friend than your husband. And, you know, we're not saying that, you know, um, you know, you don't you can't have, you know, friendships and acquaintances, brothers and sisters at church. We're not saying that you need to just, you know, shun, you know, the sister at church and not even shake her hand and, you know, look straight forward and everything. <laughs> like that. We're not saying that, um, you know, th- there are there are, you know, social settings where we where, where we, we fellowship and we love and we pray. Like you said earlier, Pastor Henry. Yeah, there are def- definitely times when we do, you know, fellowship with the opposite sex and in the open and so forth. But uh, I think where it gets a little uh, you know dangerous is when we start, you know, developing a level of intimacy in that friendship and we start even uh, being a little secret about it. Or even I, I would say this, you know, even if you have, uh, you know, a couple that's your friend, never, never be uh, greater friends with the wife than you are with the husband if you're a man right, and vice right. versa. You know, uh, that, that the man should be uh, your better friend and, and vice versa. The woman should be your better friend if you're the wife. So uh, these are just, you know, wise boundaries to keep. You know, again, we're, we're trying to, uh, you know, keep ourselves pure and holy before the Lord. One question, then we'll close it out. Because one thing that was also brought up in the whole uh, discussion there, and I think I read it earlier, but let me go back to it. 
this part here in the article, I believe these were the elders that were saying this. They said, in this case, while the messages were not romantic or sexual in nature, the frequency and familiarity of the messages crossed the line. They revealed that Matt did not use language appropriate for a pastor. That's what I want to hold on there, that language appropriate for the pastor. Because we do have a text in uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verse 4. Uh, let me just go ahead and read it very quickly. Ephesians 5, 4, let there be no filthiness or foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Um, you know, we're men, you know, we like to joke around. We like to, uh, you know, say things here and there. Uh, let me ask you guys, what is the line? You know what I mean? How, how far is too far? What is this verse trying to tell us here? It makes me think of I that would say thing. Eddie Murphy's Raw special. <laughs> <laughs> he was a comedy. Or, I'll, yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I would I keep thinking about that uh, that thing. I think it was the Supreme Court uh, quote. I don't know exactly. You said it. You know, uh, what is pornography? I don't know, but I know when I see it, you know, and it's 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 one of the it's one of those things. I think that it, it, it you know, it crosses the line. I think that when you hear a crude joke um, and the fact of the matter is, I think the culture has um, really kind of taught us crude jokes. Right. And it's a simple part of the culture and people don't even really see it. I think, you know, a while back when we did an episode on um, the um, Brandon, let's go Brandon episode. Uh, this is one of those those jokes. I didn't uh, people didn't think it crossed the line. And we actually had some people uh, that sent us messages saying, wow, that was really convicting uh, because I didn't see me saying let's go Brandon is something maybe crude or inappropriate for the Christian um, in the same in the same way. Um, there are there are some things that you know cross the line when you talk about uh, jokes with with others, uh, just little things that you might say that you think are intended just to to you know create a laugh or you know have a have a little smile on your face about this clever saying, but it crosses the line. And, and, and you know when you look at what the Bible says, you know am I saying you know what? Here's the thing, I like to laugh. Just like anybody else who doesn't like to laugh. And so it's 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 really a tough thing to say, don't laugh at this. Here, I'm gonna throw this crude joke out there and, and I'm expecting you not to laugh because you're a Christian. You're you're a man or a woman that's a that's a Christian. Um, that's hard. But I think that the more that we allow these things in and the more that that we just go ahead and allow them to come out of ourselves, uh, we need to watch that. We need to watch and see and and you know draw a line at what we think. Okay, this that doesn't sound right. That wasn't exactly the thing. I, and I'll just give a prime example because you know I I'm a fan of The Office. I I I think it's a funny show, but everybody knows the joke, right? Everybody knows that that you know when Michael was told to stop joking, and and Jim just lured him back into saying that's what she said. Everybody knew that was a crude joke. Yeah, and we still laughed at it. We still thought it was funny, right? And and um, nowadays, uh, anybody can throw that in somewhere, uh, and the appropriateness of it is what makes it funny when it's said. But at the same time, we got to step back and say, man, was that crude joking? And was I taking part in that, right? I mean, that's heavy for anybody because everybody's sitting there listening to us now thinking, but I love The Office, <laughs> right? And um I'm not saying I don't. I I think it's a genius show. It was, it was really funny. It's just that when I look at some of the things there, I think that hmm, that's that crossed the line, didn't it? Yeah. So, I, I I also think that that this is 
and, and we may have to do a show show about this as well, uh, just about 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 guidance and wisdom of of the tongue, right? Uh, because I, I I don't think that that Christendom fully realizes what social media is in terms of the eternal weight and extension of the tongue that it is, right? Because you know I've 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 seen look look man I I disagree with a lot of people on different biblical issues, theological issues, but I've seen people go after pastors and elders and just lay into them in Twitter or whatever. And I'm like, brother, don't you understand that that's an elder? I mean, the Bible says rebuke not an elder, right? It says, but entreat him as a father. Like, yeah, but I, but that was on Twitter. I'm like, bro, but do you understand that Twitter is an extension of, of, of your tongue? Like, I don't think that we're really understanding the eternal weight that we have with these social media outlets but but it but it's the same thing because it's coming from you it's coming from your digital mouth right and so i i, I think that the elders were wise in, in the matt chandler situation obviously they read enough to be able to say hey this is beyond the pale of what's necessary on top of the fact that you're married on top of the fact that you're a pastor, this is not okay, right? Um, so I, I, I think that, it, that it, it, it just goes to that, uh, that area of Christian holiness and wisdom, understanding that what you say on these platforms, social media, they're not separate from what you say ver uh, uh, verbally. If, if, if the God of all the earth and, and the whole universe is going to weigh every thought and, and, and every intent and deed of your heart, how much more will he weigh what you wrote on Twitter? The internet has a history that we didn't expect, right? We, we had a cancel episode, right? Um, the whole uh, cancel culture. Uh, we had an episode on that. And what we discussed, things that you wrote 10 years ago come back to haunt you even today, right? Uh, and I think yeah. this is, I, I, I think, you know, and I let's say this, man, when I look at my, my memories on Facebook and I, I look at the posts that I had back in 2012, 2010, I think, man, I'm glad I've come this far. I think the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us into, into spiritual maturity is a good thing. But I cringe at some of the, the, the things I posted way back then. And I think the same thing can be said for, you know, watch, watch what happens with something like this, because there's a record there that lasts forever and um the 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 world um uh, the world's going to take it to a different place um, i'm just going to read this 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 one tweet because this is the kind of tweet that that happens this is a uh, uh from a, a johnna harris that says there there is a major issue with matt chandler not publicly apologizing that he put a woman in an extremely inappropriate position he had power, position, and authority sliding into her DMs in a way that was concerning enough that he was confronted in the church lobby. That's just the beginning of a thread where, um, you know, what we've been talking about is the wisdom, um, uh, you know, that it takes to, you know, ma make sure that you're not. What was it that the, that the woman came to him in the church lobby and said, I'm concerned about this because right. obviously her friend said, hey, look at this. If, if if her friend had the DMs, then obviously her friend turns to her and says, hey, look at what Matt Chandler wrote to me. And this is where we, we, we talk about was the crude joking or, you know, look at what he said here. Was he trying to be funny? What was it? And so um, 
the world's looking, especially on the internet. And so would you say, when you say that pastor Henry, um, tweet, the Twitter has uh, a memory that we didn't really realize was going to happen right. uh, way back, way, way back when the, the whole World Wide web was in its infancy, we didn't see this happening, but now <clears throat> the world can mark these things and hold them against pastors like, like, um, Pastor Matt Chandler, and I, I just want to say before I, you know, before I, you know, Chris, you take you take over again, and kind of leads to the end of this. I, I want to, I want to give Matt Chandler some grace. I, I want to say, you know, hey, this is a man whose family is going through something right now, whose wife and kids are kind of like in turmoil over this because here's their their you know their husband and father who's been a solid man of God for many years at the village church. And uh, I know from having sat under his teaching that there was a lot of solid teaching that came from him. Right. And I know that, I know that, you know, we've had our, we we can have our doctrinal differences over some of the things that he said, because he is a little bit more um, charismatic than I remember him uh, way back when I was going to the village. Um, and I, and we talk about it all the time. We came from charismania. There's a reason that we go to reformed Baptist church. Um, and I would just, I would just simply say this. I still uh, love the man. And I think that, you know, it, it behooves us to say this one thing. I, I want to pray for the guy. And I want his family to be well. I want his. I want his. I want his good and his well-being right restored. I'm. You know. Okay. He was in a position of power according to this tweet. He's still a man after God's heart, right? I believe. Right from all the teaching that he gave, his passion uh, for for the Word of God. I I think that, you know, all in all, he's still a child of God. He's still my brother in Christ. Right. And, and so I, I, over all of this, I just want to, I just want to say, you know, to everybody who's listening to us, I mean, if you, no matter what your, what your thoughts are on the thing uh, tonight, after you hear this, pray for Matt Chandler and his family. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's a good place to end because, uh, you know, we definitely want to present things with grace and truth, right? Both, both things are, are equally important. We're not trying to minimize his failings in any way we want we want them out there we want to sh- we, and we want them to be a lesson for all of us yeah. but on the other side we want to show grace i mean i feel like in christianity we're so quick to eat our own right when right. somebody when, some, when somebody falls but i think we need to uh, definitely uh let this be a lesson for us and and, and remember what scripture says uh, that we must take heed lest we fall Right, we need to watch our own life, and 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 when something happens, this should make us reflect on our life and our doctrine and the way we walk and in our example, especially as leaders. Are we being all we can be? Are we are we walking in purity and holiness and piety? Are we are we serving Christ the way we're supposed to be? Are we making sure that we have these boundaries that we have these things in place? Uh, and and if we're not, then maybe this is just a, a wake up call for us that you know, is, it, it, are there th- certain things that we need to do? Do we need to you know delete our Facebook or delete our Twitter account, delete our Instagram? I know those sound like extremes, but better that than wind up in this situation where someone's talking about you on a podcast. Better delete your your, your Facebook than than go through this and, and to put your family through this. So there's definitely a lot lot that we can learn from this whole situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, and I, I would I would I would also say is that you know just like many other uh, people who are you know possibly coming to faith. Uh, you know, I think we touched on this a little bit when we talked about Kanye a, a, a long while back. Like, guys, let's understand that we are saved 
you know, we, we believe in the doctrines of grace. We understand the sovereignty of God. We cannot lose our salvation. So I'm with Jimmy in terms of the era of grace. And also, too, we've got to fall on the side of, like, look, yeah. Like, sometimes we may watch each other's sanctification in live motion, right? Like, we're literally able to watch each other's sanctification play out, not just in personal relationships, but now via Twitter and TikTok and YouTube and everything else. Like, and sometimes it's messy. Sometimes you make mistakes. Sometimes you mess up. Sometimes you sin. Sometimes you just make dumb decisions and it's a, it's a part of that sanctifying work that God is doing. Um, and, and so I, I think that we need to understand that we're, we're not on the fully consecrated, consummated right side of heaven yet. We're still in that period where we're being sanctified by God. And sometimes we're going to look foolish and God's going to correct us through the means of grace, which one of them is his, is his uh, church, holy and righteous. And we just thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Good stuff, guys. Well, I hope you out there enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little heavy, but it was a little deep, but we did definitely wanted to, to discuss this uh, situation here. If you have anything to add, any pushback, any, any questions you'd like to add or ask, uh, make sure you find us online and go to our website, www.thesolacast.com. You can also find us on social media. We're on uh, Instagram at thesolacast and on Twitter at sola underscore cast. And you guys are at? I'm at Los Jimmy. And I'm at Knox Abroad. Yeah. And I'm at C Hernandez 214. Also, if you're in, in the, I actually forgot about the, the Bar Podcast Network. <laughs> Thebarpodcast.com. <laughs> yeah, barpodcast.com. If you're looking for some great podcasts, you can j- listen to uh, some good podcasts, even Heart for the Laws. Jimmy, you just, guys just dropped a new one, right? Yeah, we dropped one. It dropped yesterday. We're recording this on on Friday, the second of the month. So uh, on the first of the month and the fifteenth of the month is the way it's been going lately. Uh, we dropped one yesterday on open air evangelism. Actually, just what we do when we hit the streets. Uh, and so, um, actually, I think you know it, it, we went a little long, right? Uh, but man, me and Brian got a little hyped up while we were talking about this, and and uh, I think that. Go check out the episode because I think it speaks for itself as you listen to it. Um, remember, evangelism is my passion. And, you know, we got to talking about the things that we do out there. And so uh, and we went through uh, Charles Spurgeon's 14, I'm sorry, 12 qualifications of an open air evangelist. Uh, and so I thought it was, you know, it's, a, I, you know, I'm biased. I think it's a pretty good episode. Go <laughs> check it out. H4TL, Hearts for the Lost, the podcast, right? And if anybody's got a question of their female, they send a letter of their males they can DM, right? You know, I would, I would, <laughs> I would simply say if you're, if you're, if you're female, man, Chris, don't, don't put me in a corner, bro. <laughs> I was trying to come back to that. And I'm like, no, he's putting me in a corner. He's trying all to all DMs to Jimmy. No, no, well, yeah. yeah. He, he's a single one. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Anyway, if you're in the Dallas area, you're looking for a church to visit, make sure you find us uh, on the east side of town. You can find us at Ecclesia, www.ecclesiachurch.org. On the south and west side, you can find us at redemptivecity.org. But anyway, until next time. Let's get to the meat. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Okay. I just made this beat right now. I'm MC Goya. Okay, listen. I'm on the ground like El Chapo in a tunnel, eating about 12 tacos. I'll put you in a box like a gato. Punchline stay in my mouth like Mr. Sacco. Jay thinks he runs Christian hip hop. He wears white socks when he wears his flip flops. 
and he looks like Suge Knight I put him in a chokehold and say goodnight It's not music but clothes that he started I can find better shirts in a flea market Okay Google, who's the best rapper? Goya, Rat and Grace is full of slacker